The best gifts are not material, but spiritual, not temporal, but eternal, and not earthly, but heavenly. In the book of Ephesians, we discover a rich list of what God has given to His children. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we open this portion of Scripture and take inventory of all spiritual blessings that are ours in Christ. Are you a Spirit-filled Christian? I mean by that, are you filled with the Holy Spirit of God at this moment? I'm not simply asking, does the Holy Spirit live in you? Because if you're a Christian, He does. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of His. I'm not asking, have you ever been filled with the Holy Spirit? I'm not asking, do you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? I'm not asking, do others think you're filled with the Holy Spirit? I'm asking you, in reality, are you at this moment a Spirit-filled believer? We've come today in Ephesians, to Ephesians 5, verse 18, this famous verse, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And we're talking about all the spiritual blessings we have in Christ. And I'll just repeat to you yet again, I think the greatest spiritual blessing is the Spirit Himself. Uh, the Holy Spirit comes and brings every good thing from God with Him into our lives. And in our last study, we looked at the opening 17 verses of Ephesians 5 at the fruit of the Spirit. Well, make this connection in your thinking between the fruit of the Spirit and the filling of the Spirit. You can't have the fruit of the Spirit if you are not filled with the Holy Spirit because the fruit of the Spirit is not something you put on or something you work up. It's something He puts in. He works it in you as you are filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, our God is a God of fullness, not a God of emptiness. And the God of fullness wants to fill you. Remember what book we're in? We're in the book of Ephesians, the book of fullness. God wants to fill you, dear friend. He wants his fullness to be in you and overflow you. Uh, he wants your cup to run over with him. This filling of the Spirit uh, has several implications in the passage. One is that the filling of the Spirit here is contrasted with being filled with the flesh. That's what the word but uh, in this verse means. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Uh, you see, you can often identify uh, the good by identifying what it is not. Look at the opposite. What is the opposite of being filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, it's being controlled by flesh, by the world, by another substance. Here, the, the contrast with being drunk with wine uh, really, this verse is Galatians 5.16 in reverse. Remember, in our last study, we connected Galatians 5 and Ephesians 5. We'll do it again. Galatians 5.16 says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Do you see? He begins here by saying, walk in the Spirit, and if you do that, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Ephesians 5, verse 18 is the, the flip of that. Be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. It's two different ways of living. You're either going to be controlled by the flesh or you're going to be controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. And then the filling of the Spirit is not only contrasted with the filling of the flesh, but the filling of the Spirit here is a command. And notice it's, it's in the imperative, be filled with the Spirit. Could I point out to you too, he doesn't say do something, he says be uh, we like to reduce the Christian life to what we do. But you could do all the right things and not be the right kind of person. But if you'll be what you ought to be, 
then you'll do what you ought to do. And so it's a command to obey, be filled with the Spirit. This is God's intention for every Christian. And then the filling of the Spirit is not only contrasted and commanded, but it is continual. It's our continual need. He says, be filled with the Spirit. And in fact, the word he uses here literally means keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Be ye being filled with the Spirit. You don't get filled with the Spirit one time and that that's enough. No, you receive the Holy Spirit. Uh, he's resident. Uh, he's present. But to be filled with the Spirit means he's not just there. He's in charge. He's in control. And that must happen over and over and over again. It's not an event. It's a way of life. I must be continually dependent on the Holy Spirit and continually yielded to the Holy Spirit, which means that every day and all through the day, I must continually be saying to the Holy Spirit, Lord, I yield to you now. Lead me now. Help me now. Strengthen me now. Speak to me now. Uh, It's a present tense life. So it's contrasted, it's commanded, it's continual, and then I think this is the ultimate. The filling of the Holy Spirit is controlling. It is a life that is under control, not out of control. Uh, Notice this. When a person's drunk with wine, they're being controlled by another substance, and in a very real sense, they're out of their own control. Uh, To be filled with the Holy Spirit means that you are under the control of the Spirit of the living God. Uh, Let me point something else out. There's a lot of discussion today about whether Christians uh, should drink wine or not. That's not really the purpose of, of my subject today, but let me just show you from this verse. The Bible says, and be not drunk with wine. And people want to say, that's right, you can drink as long as you're not drunk. But then don't miss this phrase, wherein is excess. You see, there is excess in this type of drink. Uh, There is mockery in wine. There is destruction and corruption in alcohol. And so it's a a warning to stay away from it, to avoid it. Uh, That's not what you need, friend. What you need is to be filled with the Spirit. And in fact, I would argue that People whose concentration and consumption is with the Spirit won't want the wine. Uh, When you are under the control of the Holy God, the Holy Ghost, uh, you're not going to want things in your body and in your life uh, that would draw you away from that. The Holy Spirit wants to control every part of your life. He wants to control how you live in this world. He wants to control your walk with God. He wants to control your home life, your relationships. Really, that's what the whole chapter of Ephesians is all about. Ephesians 5 is about what it looks like to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then the filling of the Spirit is simply cooperating with God. You you can only fill something that's open. And so maybe the question is not, are you filled? But the question is this, are you open to God? Because if you're living wide open to God, the Holy Spirit will fill you. He'll do his part if you'll do yours and open yourself up to him. Let me point one other thing out as we conclude this little discussion today about this spiritual blessing of being filled with the Spirit, and it is this. There are three things that mark a life that's filled with the Holy Spirit. There are many things, but there are three in the passage, and they follow in the the next three verses. In verse 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. One thing that marks a life full of the Holy Spirit is he puts a song in you. That's right. He puts joy in you. Uh, The Holy Spirit brings a joy that the world and wine and flesh cannot produce. Uh, He puts a new song in your heart. 
Then in verse 20, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Another mark of being filled with the Holy Spirit is gratitude, a thankful heart. When we grumble and complain, it is evidence we are not being controlled by the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 21, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. When a person's filled with the Holy Spirit, they're living a life of submission. The filling of the Spirit is evidenced first by a song and gratitude and a spirit of submission. Now, one little footnote, chew on this today. In Colossians 3, you remember Ephesians and Colossians are parallel books. In Colossians 3, the Bible says we're to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. And if you read that in Colossians 3, guess what three things mark a life filled with the word of God? That's right, singing, thanksgiving, and submission. To be filled with the Spirit and to be filled with the Scripture is essentially the same thing. It's to be filled with who God is. And when you're full of God, His Spirit, and His truth, He will produce a song and gratitude and submission in your heart. Yes, it is the Holy Spirit that brings all spiritual blessings. Isn't it amazing what God has made available for His people? Our sincere prayer is that you will discover all that God has for you and be led to true thanksgiving, worship, and praise. Join us again next time as we continue our study of the Word of God. Until then, thank you for listening. We would love to hear how God is at work in your heart and home. Visit us today at enjoyingthejourney.org.